Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? It is Friday. We're entering day three of the free agency period. We've been with you every morning slash afternoon this week. Uh, I don't have Rich with me, as I said yesterday. He's, he's busy today, but I have pulled uh, one of the guys from Five Yard College over to come and talk some ball because he's been buried in tape he's been telling me for the last few weeks and he's been desperate to talk some ball so ash good to have you on how you doing my brother i am very good it's good to be back been a while since i've been on uh on this side of the pod so uh yeah no i'm, I'm glad to be back and like i say looking forward to talking a bit of nfl it's been uh it's been all college as you can imagine yeah and it is definitely the season for for it and yeah this is like a nice little distraction from it for a week or so and as I sort of described earlier on the week, it's a bit like Christmas. Everyone's sitting there hoping for <laughs> nice presents under the tree. And some teams have definitely um, added and got stronger. Some teams haven't really done all that much. So it's definitely some, I think, uh, stockings that are a bit empty. Some are full and some are just overflowing with random stuff that the grandparents have given them. <laughs> Like uh, like the Texans. The Texans, the best way to describe them is they have the largest extended family in history and they've just dropped off some absolute random crap that they bought from the uh, like the bargain basement bin at the end of the, <laughs> the bit before they get to the aisle. Yeah, that, uh, yeah that's exactly it. They've, that's exactly how, what 
I was going to say they've just sort of gone, yeah, let's just throw some stuff at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> is 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 it how they appear, uh, appear to be going? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's great. As I sort of said, they're just basically open. They're just basically doing open tryouts. They're just yeah. going to sign a load of guys and just just do open tryouts and and see what happens. And they might find a gem or two in there. But let's um, let's talk about some of the deals that have happened uh, since Rob was on last night. Rob brought us up to date. And there was some big news. Kenyon Drake came off the board um, and a few other names obviously came off the board yesterday. Um, so Rob has covered those. We're going to cover what's happened sort of post 8 p.m. last night overnight. And there wasn't a big plethora of deals, but we do have um, some meaningful ones to, to talk about. So let's start with uh, let's start with the, the Browns. And so the Browns had already added um, John Johnson in free agency. And now they have added uh, Troy Hill, another former Ram, to the uh, roster. And he has signed a four-year, $24 million deal. It was a, a position of need, building that secondary up. And uh, I think this is, again, a really good bit of business by the Browns. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think it's a, it's, a good, it's a good move for them. Like you say, they needed to, uh, to, to build up that secondary. They've got a few good pieces, a few young pieces there, but... Um, I think the moves they've made so far um, in that in that secondary are um, are good for good for them and, and and good for these players. I mean, twenty more twenty four millions, nothing to scoff at. So I think Troy Hill will be a happy guy as well. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And I think he's picked a good time to come off the board because um, what has just happened in the last few hours is that the Bears have uh, made their first cap casualty and released all pro cornerback Kyle Fuller, who then becomes a person of severe interest. And I think a lot of people were very surprised. I know Eddie Jackson, the safety from the bears was very unhappy with this move, but Chicago needed to do something. They needed to get some money off the books and, and unfortunately it had to be fuller. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's been discussed for a, for a while now that he was potentially going to be the casualty. So it's a big move to make. Um, obviously he's their top corner and they are going to miss him, but they are so restricted um, in terms of cap space that it was almost inevitable. Um, it's going to be very interesting. I think, like you say, it's it's going to cause a real stir on the street uh, to see where he lands. Because um, some of those bigger teams that you would imagine would be really keen on him are in a similar situation to the Bears. Like for, I mean, Packers, I think, would be perfect for him, but they're, they're in essentially the same spot as the Bears in terms of their cap. So I'm very intrigued to see where he lands. Yeah, and the one thing that should be said now is now this this cornerback market is absolutely flooded. Mm. There is so many names. I'm going to read out just the top ones here. We've got Carl Fuller now, who I put right at the top. Richard Sherman, Casey Hayward, Adoree Jackson, Malcolm Butler, Xavier Rhodes, Desmond Trufant, AJ Bowie, um, Brian Poole, DJ Hayden, Buster Screen. Quinton Dunbar, Kevin King, Artie Burns, Darquise Denard, and you also have, weirdly, JC Jackson, who's available for a second rounder. Yeah, and then you're also added into that this class. So you've got you've got Satane, Horn, um, uh, Farley. Newsom, Farley. I mean, just those four guys themselves are all being touted as as first rounders and are, and are exceptional talents. So. Yes, it's what it's a it's a flooded market at the moment, but I think Carl Fuller realistically does probably stand above above most of those guys, if not all of them. 
yeah, I completely agree. I think I think the one thing with rookie corners, and I think we've seen this over the last few years, is that first year is is almost a write off. It's a school year, really, yeah. for them to to learn that it's not a position that you can come into the NFL and and dominate. CJ Henderson, admittedly, he's not on a good team, but you know he did he did struggle. He showed flashes of what he can do, but you know, having lived those struggles with the Buccaneers over the last few years where we just kept taking hundreds of defensive backs, um, you started to see these guys, Jamal Dean, Carlton Davis, start to come good. Um, but it took yeah. two years, three years, and that is effective. And and those guys aren't, listen, I'm not saying that Carlton Davis is anywhere near as good as CJ Henderson or the, or the four guys that we've mentioned, and, and I don't think he is. I think he's a good prospect and a good player. I don't think he's elite. Um, I don't think he's going to be winning many All-Pros, but He's good enough for what you need in this league. And um, the guys you're talking about are better, but you still, you need them to be investing them as a second corner, really. Let them get the game time. Don't stick them behind too many people and let them play. Um, I, I think Henderson massively uh, struggled, as did Gladney in parts where they were sort of expected to come in and be the number one corner. And I think you've got to play them as the second corner. So it depends where those guys go. Um, whereas I, I know you can sign a Fuller. In fact, if you're the Cowboys right now, I don't know why you don't sign Carl Fuller if you can afford him. Um, the Eagles, potentially, if they can get the cap sorted, that could be something of interest. They're, those two teams are massively devoid of any talent in the back end. So I think, yeah, I think, yeah, Cowboys is a great shout. They can afford, well, they can, they can bring in someone like Fuller and then still spend that capital on, like you say, a Sertain or a Farley or a Horn. And then they're they're locked up. Then they've got a. I completely agree with you. These these, I, I say definitely three of these four rookies that we're talking about first rounders in this class are um, are great talents. But I completely agree. Cornerback is a is a, a weird um, situation to come into for a rookie, um, and it's rare that you see someone come in, start and and be essentially lights out straight from the start as a rookie. So anywhere they can land, where they get a chance to work alongside someone is a massive bonus for them yeah and because also you're not giving them the premier coverage i mean if you go and put car if you go and put patrick satan let's say he goes to the cowboys and then all of a sudden you've got him guarding you know adam Phelan, or you've got him guarding um mike evans you know he's just going to get taken to school because it's such an uplifting level of what they're going to be competing against uh week in week out so it's going to be an interesting market and that's one that I think is going to take a bit of time to sort out. And I feel sorry for some of the guys like Quinton Dunbar, like Buster Screen, who, you know, they could realistically not get jobs until very, very late in this period now because they're good guys. They're really good players, but then unless they're going to command like next to nothing, they're going to be very hard to sign knowing what is out there. So Mm. I think that corner market is going to stay pretty plenish for, for a while. Let's move on to a surprise move. And I talked yesterday. Um, so the Patriots bought in uh, Ted Karras as a starter or what looked like was going to be their new starting center. But And they said that David Andrews is going to go. Well, now they're bringing back David Andrews. So there's been a massive change of heart. They hadn't agreed to terms. He was going to test the market, maybe realize the market isn't as good for him as, as it was for others. And now the Patriots are getting David Andrews back. Yeah, I I was just as surprised as you were. I think, like you say, everything was pointing towards that this was not going to happen. Ted Karras was coming in. Yes, it was only a one year, but he was already, he was being spoken about as the starter. He had the experience to potentially fit in in that cog. And, and again, I had Patriots leaning towards a, a centre in an early pick. 
and now that's that's completely on its head. Andrews is back. Karras is Karras is, is essentially the backup now, um, and I think I, I probably agree with what you're saying there. The market probably wasn't as as rich as as Andrews was hoping, and that's probably largely in part to the teams that need a centre are the teams that can't go out and pay the sort of money that Andrews I suspect wanted. I, I think that's exactly it, and I think it's such a a specialist position where people value it and people are willing to pay, but not over the odds. Um, and I think it's a very difficult position for David Andrews in, in this year. Um, so I think he's, he should take the money he's got and should be happy with what the Patriots have done to try and win now and um, and go from there. So um, be interesting to see how he gets on. Yeah. Um, the Jets are signing Keelan Cole, one-year deal, quite cheap, five and a half million. I, I quite like this from the Jets. Mm. I think it's sensible. It's risk-free. It's just they're so devoid of talent. And okay, they bought in Corey Davis, um, and they did have, and they do have Denzel Mims. I, th- I think Cole as a three is, or even a four if they keep Crowder. I think it's solid. Yeah, I think it's uh, it, it's a it's essentially a win-win. Like you say, it's a cheap it's a cheap deal for the Jets. It's a a chance for Cole to have a fresh start somewhere else and show that he he can he can achieve because he like yes, I think his rookie year. Was was probably his best year, I think. But last year he had, I think, the most touchdowns in his career. But he's never really got off the mark. He's always shown little bits and pieces here and there, and looked like he could potentially be a decent two or three. But he's just never really taken that next step. So, is Jets' offense the right place? I mean, we don't know now. It's a whole new offense. It could. It, we have to wait and see what they're going to bring to the table. Obviously, we know that. There's a new head coach in town. Gase is gone. So that whole offense is up in the air and who's going to be his quarterback as well. But yeah, I think it's a win-win for both sides. It's a cheap deal and it's a, it's a chance for Cole to prove himself somewhere else. Yeah. And, and also, you know, the reports came out yesterday that the Jets are interested in JJ or in Juju Smith-Schuster. So the, 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 you know, the Steelers are trying to bring him back. There's conversations happening there. Rich did call it and said he, he thought that the Jets would be players in this market and they, they really are. Um, it'd be interesting to see now with this move, do they still go with Juju? Because then all of a sudden you've got a, a core of Mims, Juju, Davis and and Cole. And I think that's quite a dynamic uh, set of receivers and certainly better than relying on Braxton Berrios uh, to, to get your touches. So it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think this one rules them out of uh, Juju, but what it does do is say, well, if we don't get Juju, we've got a guy who can play and, you know, instead of him being our one, he'll be our three. And we're going to have to rely on Mims and we're going to have to rely on on, on Davis to do what we're paying them to do. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, I think it's, um, I think you and Rich touched on it yesterday, but I'm very intrigued to see what happens with Crowder. That might dictate their stats on Juju. Um, I think it's uh, still still quite up in the air as to what's going to happen with him with just the the saving they can get on him, so... Yeah, I think I think what's different with the Jets this year and what I quite like with the decisions they're making is they've not gone all in on someone. Um, you look at look what the Bears did. They went all, all in on Wilson. Didn't happen. Signed Andy Dalton. They are where they are. The Jets are giving themselves options and they're like, okay, we've got the money. So what we don't want to do is put all, all our eggs in, in Juju. And if we don't get him, we're devoid of talent. So they've got pieces to go in and compete and play. And and they got better, um, especially in, in the wide receiver position, to the point that if they don't get yeah, Juju, definitely. they're not in, they're not in trouble. No, no, 
think whether Juju happens or not, Crowder stays or not, they're in a better position than they were last wide receiver um, room already. Yeah, 100%. Um, so let's move on to the Lions. They're signing uh, former first-round pick edge uh, Charles Harris to give them a bit more uh, steel on the line. And, and both, the, both the Steelers' lines have been pretty horrific. So any, any investment in the lines are... Are good, so I'm looking forward to seeing what Dan Campbell's got cooked up uh, there. And, and speaking of offensive linemen or D line or linemen in general, but offensive linemen help. The Jets are getting some much needed help, and they're getting former Chargers guard slash center Dan Feeney, who I think is going to also slot in well and give them a bit of extra protection. It's an upgrade over um, uh, on the on the guards for Jets, in my opinion. And he's got flexibility, which is kind of what you need now. You need to have a couple of guys who can shift along the line if you've got injuries. And and that's kind of what you're getting with, with Dan Feeney. So I really like that deal. I think it's, it's yeah. good for them. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and to be honest, the Jets are starting to make a pretty good line. Obviously, it's young. We can't forget that. But they've got some they've got some great talent there and, and, and still a potential to take a, a big name in the draft as well, which I don't think is out of the question. No. Absolutely. I, well, I, I, I'm still on the stance of... They haven't gone tackle yet. And I think mm. if they don't go tackle, I wouldn't rule them out keeping Donald for a year. No, I agree. I, I, I don't I'm I'm leaning more heavily towards that than anything else. I think Donald stays and they and they pick up they pick up that tackle at two. Yeah, I completely agree. Bucks uh deciding that free agency is not for them, they're just gonna re sign their guys. Um, have re-signed uh, Rakeem uh, Nunes-Riches. He's a sort of a, a backup DT, rotational guy. Uh, signed to a two-year, $5 million deal. I think it's, again, good business from the Bucks. Um, just sign the guys you know. Sign the guy. You know, they've still got a bit of work to do um, with a couple of the guys left. Um, and Dominican Sue becomes priority one. Mm-hmm. What happens with AB? What happens with uh, playoff Lenny? They're the kind of three now that they need to sort of get sorted um and then i think they're ready to roll yeah i mean if if it ain't broke don't fix it no and then it's just relying on on getting your draft pits to hit um i still think they'll probably buy someone in free agency but uh and they've still got to sort out the backup quarterback position but you know they're, they're concentrated on getting their guys back and they've only lost one guy in free agency which was andrew adams who was a backup safety so yeah they haven't lost too much so far no no, it's looking good. Patriots are re-signing kicker Nick Falk to a one-year deal. I think he did a pretty good job last year. He, he had some really good games, didn't really miss much. So similar to what you just said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Nick Falk is perfectly adequate to, to do the job that you need him to do. The Chiefs have re-signed Mike Rimmers. One-year deal, three and a half million, total max of seven. So he's going to be their starting right tackle next year. Interesting. I Yeah, I was about to... Say exactly the same thing. It is interesting. We saw the struggle he had when they had to move him to to, to left for the the Super Bowl. I think he's clearly more comfortable on the right, uh, but it's still an interesting decision to make, um, especially getting rid of um, Fisher and Swartz. So, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that develops. Yeah, I I don't see him being starter level caliber, even on the right side where there's a bit less pressure. I think he's a good rotational guy, but I don't think he's good enough to be defending the franchise in Patrick Mahomes. I think if if that is your starting right tackle, and at the moment they don't have a left tackle, mm-hmm. I am slightly worried for the, the Chiefs this year. And they, they've got plenty of time to fix this, and they can do a lot of things. They can go and draft tackle. 
they can do a lot of things to fix this hole, but it's a big, big hole right now, considering what we saw in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I'd agree. And they they also, I mean, they've only really got their guards locked up, haven't they? I mean, because um, Rita, Austin, Austin Rista is also a, a free agent as well. So they've got some real, they've got a real task on their hands to, to fix this line. But I agree with you, Remmers is not, is not your starting right tackle week in, week out. He's a guy that, that will get you out of a pinch if you need to rotate him in. Yeah, I completely agree. Next one's a player that both you and I really love. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of this landing spot for him, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but it will give him a chance to play, which is the Panthers assigning former Seahawks wide receiver David Moore. I know you and I bonded over him a little bit a couple of seasons ago when um, he was there and we thought he could be a breakout guy. This is well before DK Metcalf came on the scene. But I think, I mean, obviously he's coming in to replace Curtis Samuel, but he's not a gadget guy. So he's going to compete with Anderson. He's going to compete uh, with DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey for touches. So he's at best of four freed, but I think he can play. It'd be interesting to see if they have Mac Jones as their starter or if they go in a different direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you say, I'm a big fan of him um, and I've been waiting for him to take that step. And I, I, I just don't think he's really been given that opportunity. Like you say, obviously Metcalf coming in, no one's, no one's getting ahead of him, but yeah, this, this landed spot's an interesting one. I think after Moore and Anderson, um, it's a wasteland. However, when you put McCaffrey in the mix, and I don't want to take too much away from him, but with Bridgewater potentially the one throwing to him, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. He's, I think he, he could carve some form of rollout, and if he impresses enough, he can he can displace Anderson maybe at maybe. Then this is a this is a big maybe, but I, I, yeah, I, I still I still like him. A great deal of favours, but it gives him a fresh start and a, another chance to prove himself. Yeah, absolutely. Former Jets uh, free agent wide receiver Brashar Perriman, um, formerly of the Bucks and the Browns and about half a dozen other teams, <laughs> it seems, is doing his yearly free agency change, and he is signing a one-year, three million dollar deal with the Lions, which is where his dad played. So that's a nice bit of symmetry, but I don't really, I don't think Brashar Perriman is anyone I particularly have any strong feelings about given that he doesn't do anything for about 12 weeks and then realises he's at the end of his contract and he plays really hard for the last four or five games to get another deal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he'll, he he's he's going in there to help them. I mean, outside of Terrell Williams and Quinton Cephas, that they haven't got anybody. So it's, it's a name, it's a name on the, uh, on the books in my opinion, but uh, it's yeah, cheap. I, uh, yeah, very cheap. So it's a good deal for the, if it works out, but I agree with you. I think Perryman has had, it's just not, not come to pass. And I don't think we're ever going to see it in full effect, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. Free agent Desmond King, corner. He is signing a one-year deal with the Texans because who doesn't want to play for the Houston Texans when they're signing around about a thousand players this, this off season. So a bit of a, well, I mean, I, I, it's a starting job. I mean, I, I think he beats out Vernon Hargraves who they re-signed. So I think that'd be fine. Kevin Johnson signing a one-year deal with the Titans. Again, another cornerback. It just seems to be, we're going to see so many cornerback signings over the next couple of days, I think. Cowboys are signing former Colts uh, third-round pass rusher Terrell Basham to a two-year deal. I mean, I think he's a a development slash uh, sort of rotational guy. I don't think he's going to come in and compete for the job there uh, by any stretch. The Raiders uh, continue to make a load of wholesale changes to their offensive line, and they've signed former starter for the Texans, Nick Martin, on a deal, which I think is, depending on the money, I think it's probably quite shrewd business because I thought he was probably the best player on their offensive line over the last couple of years. 
Yeah, this one um, is probably my favourite of the ones that you've just read off. I mean, it's it's not that hard to be, but um, I was in the back of my mind hoping that this is one of the the signings that the Steelers would have made. I mean, yes, money was always going to be an issue, but out of the the centres, the the starting calibre centres that were available, he was probably going to be the cheapest option. So I think it's a good it's a good deal for the Raiders. They like you say they've completely blown up there their offensive line so it's it's wholesale changes and he's a good he's a good piece for them to start um he'd like you say he's the best texan lineman last year and we saw how much they struggled um but yeah i think it's a good move for the raiders yeah absolutely and listen he's going to compete with andre james i don't think that's a a big competition uh at all for him i think he will displace him quite easily and i think you'll see him continue to rack up more games in the nfl so good good for him Giants are signing veteran linebacker Reggie Ragland to a one-year deal. He was a former second-round pick. He was with the Lions last year. I mean, again, I think he's solid. I think he's lost a bit of pace, but I think he's fine. I don't know if he's an upgrade on what they have, but it's another body, isn't it? Yeah, it's like you say, it's it's just another person. But I think the Giants, they're, they're deceptively thin. They've got a lot of guys at linebacker, but outside of Martinez... They've not really. Um, there's a couple of youngsters there who are still sort of developing, but I think he's a good part, um, a piece part there for them. But like you say, I think he's he's lost a step himself, and um, I think you know more than really a rotational option there for them now, but a solid rotational option. Yeah, absolutely. His one-year deal is pretty pretty risk-free. Uh, Jets continue to add more skill players, and they're signing former Rams and Raiders safety Lamarcus Joyner. I can't help but feel this is the end of. Uh, CJ Mosley, this signing. Yeah, yeah, I'd 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 agree with you there. Um, I think there's been talk for a for a week or two now on CJ Mosley, um, and I think he's probably he's probably out the out the door now. And I, I like the signing. I, I, I'm I'm a fan of Joiner. I think he's he's enough wherever he's been, um, and I think it's a it's an upgrade to the um, to the to the Jets overall. Yeah. I, I completely agree, and I think it's a good cover if if Mosley goes or doesn't want to play or whatever happens. But I think that that is the writing on the wall. But at least you get your placement in before, not after. It makes you a little bit stronger in the negotiation because you don't feel as committed to having to let someone go because you've already got the replacement yeah. in the room. Two more moves out of Houston because they're continuing to just decide to buy everyone in free agency. Um, they are bringing in uh, former Bengals wide receiver and core special team Alex Erickson, who they just seem to be investing. They, I think they're just deciding, I think I said this yesterday, an entire special teams squad, um, which mm. is interesting. And former Patriots wide receiver Dante Moncrief, who I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> no, I I lost interest in him long ago, yeah. uh, probably when he landed with us. But this is exactly what I meant by throwing stuff at a wall and hoping it sticks. Earlier, I mean, look at the look at the just the wide receiver, the three wide receivers they've signed is is like say special team central Roberts Erickson and, and Moncrief. But that's the thing is you've uh, got yeah. Roberts, which I understand. So Roberts is going to be yeah. your premier guy, and you think, okay, fine, I get that. You pay Roberts, I think he's very good. Uh, about as good as what you were going to get out there. No problem. Then you bring in Ericsson, I'm thinking, all right, you got a backup. Fine. Probably quite cheap. You get Moncrief. I'm like, I don't even understand why you signed Moncrief. I, 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 no, I don't even get it anymore. Like, that one makes absolutely no sense because he's not going to be cheap, Moncrief. He's, he's going to command seven figures. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's he's still got that, that capital somehow, but you, you're right. He's. And, 
I just yeah, I don't I don't I don't get their moves on a lot of a lot done to be honest with you. There's there's very few of these moves they've made so far that have made any sense to I agree. We'll see what Nick Casario's up to later on in the season. Um so yeah, the the Lions have uh, lost Matt Prater in free agency yesterday and they have replaced yeah. him with uh Randy Bullock, it looks like, who was kicking for the Bengals last season. Yeah, and, and Bullock's Bullock's done a good when he was at the Bengals, so I think it's uh I'd probably say it's like downgrade to Prater, but a kicker's a kicker, really. I know some people won't like me big top guys, like the ones who uh, win your Super Bowls. Um, yeah, I mean, a kicker's a kicker, so it's a, it's a lateral move, but then a risk in the in the, uh, in the draft, as some some teams like. I think, I think I made this point yesterday, that if you're kicking indoors, mm. it doesn't matter. Uh, if you're kicking outdoors, it matters a great deal. I, like I said, the Buccaneers pay Ryan Suckup probably far too much money but since they haven't had a good kicker in 10 years i get it if you get one you, you got to keep them um lions kicking doors yeah. haven't got a big problem they just get whoever they can get a and a deal. Uh, exactly that and right and bullock's fine like he's going to be completely yeah. adequate the seahawks are signing back uh interior offensive lineman ethan posich uh he's getting a one-year three million dollar deal so i mean good for him to to retain uh, a spot there i don't think there's a lot of competition for him either so I know next to nothing about him, so I've got quite no really input on him. <laughs> He's yeah. just a rotational guy. Um, so as as now we we get into it, the four teams still have not signed a free agent from another team. They are the Buccaneers, the Colts, um, the Packers, and the Rams. Colts have hosted a couple of visits, so I expect them probably to break that duck today. Packers and Rams, obviously, they're stuck with they are stuck with cap casualties, so that explains probably why they haven't signed anyone just yet. Um, and the Bucks are just, again, as I said, they're just signing their own guys. So they're not really fussed about what's going on around them. Um, and nor should they need to be worried about them at this stage. Yeah. So we'll see what happens over the coming days. Is there, like you say, they've got, they've got a lot of money. Maybe they're just biding their time, um, waiting for the right uh, opportunities. And I think some of the guys that we're probably going to talk about that you'll you'll hear me mention in the Colts. So. Yeah, uh, you know, Rich made a point yesterday that they do need to re-sign some guys and pay some guys, and that's probably as well why they've been conservative. But uh, Miami as well have also been very, very quiet. So there's some teams here. Although I will say I'm very proud to have got the Will yeah. Fuller take spot on with him signing for uh, the Dolphins. Um, you know, I think it was one that scratched a few people's heads. I kind of makes perfect sense to me what they were doing. So. Let's talk about the five main guys in the top 30 that are still on the board. Uh, Kenny Golladay visited with the Giants. He's also visited with the Bears. I think the Bears was a smokescreen, I think, to get Robinson to sign the tag. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that they're in they're in the market for him. I don't think they can afford that, him. That's exactly what I wrote on my notes. Met with the Bears on Wednesday, but was this a move just to push the, to push Robinson into signing his tag? And I think that's exactly it. If he doesn't sign for the, the, the Giants, it's because someone is going to come in with a massive deal. But I mean, it's just, it's surely just a matter of days or hours now before we see that Golladay Giants signing. I agree. Jadavion Clowney, I have no clue where he ends um, up. Um, I gave a couple of spots yesterday, but yeah, I think the difficulty think. with him is he didn't really, I mean, uh, he started okay at the Titans. Obviously now he's got, he, now he's got the ACL. You said in yesterday's pod is not, um, it's not a worst injury anymore. People do recover from that. I think that there's a couple of places that I believe he'll go. I think he'll return. He'll return to the Titans on a cheap deal if he can't find anywhere else. And I think they'll take him back because they do need um, help on the edge. Um, I think he potentially. Now I know the. Um, now I know the the way he left wasn't the best, but it's a whole new 
system, the whole new system there now. Obviously, O'Brien's gone and what isn't there anymore. So he may take that opportunity on a one-year deal to, to go back to them. Um, or, or potentially the Browns, because the Browns could still do with with some assistance on the on the defensive line. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens to him. Juju, we kind of talked about. Steelers are in for him. The yeah. Jets are in for him. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Colts be uh, be a name that pops up in the next couple of days if he still stays unsigned. I hope he returns to Steelers in one sense, but at the same time, I wouldn't be happy to pay the sort of money that I imagine he's commanding because I'm still torn on if he is a wide receiver one in my opinion he is a two a very very good two but I think last year showed that he works better with someone a, a one alongside yeah, him completely with you on that one uh Mitchell Swartz um be interesting to see where he lands because yeah. uh, someone's going to need that tackle I mean I yeah I mean I've got bears but they've got no cap space Raiders they're redoing their line or potentially just because obviously he is coming off he has got this uh the injury that he's recuperating from at the moment but if he doesn't if he doesn't find somewhere he wants to he's happy to settle with i can't imagine the middle of the pack or fighting um he's going to want to go to a contender and i don't really foresee any contenders wanting to take him up on that offer so we could potentially see him retire yeah, absolutely and then the last one in this is, is justin houston who has sort of dropped a, a small level in the last couple of years. I still think he ends up back in, in, in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the guys who I think Colts are going to re-sign. Um, if, he, if they don't come to an agreement, I think um, returning to the Chiefs is, is a potential um, if they can get the money um, sorted. Um, again, if it would have to be a low deal and potentially a, a one or two year deal, but um, they, they could use some, them help, some help on the edge and, but yeah, I think Colts is the most logical and, and the most realistic uh, outcome yeah. here for him. And so then we've got some selected others who saw the best of their positions. And I'll add Carl Fuller to this um, at some point because he, he would now be the cornerback. I would look now there's no corners left on this list. Anthony Harris, any thoughts on him? Um, it's a really difficult one. There are a couple of teams that need safety help. But the, most of those just don't have the the, the wiggle room to accommodate a Harris. I, I think he'll land at the, uh, the Jaguars. Um, they, they, yes, they brought in strong safety um, Ford, but I think they could still use um, an upgrade on their free safety. I think Rashawn Jenkins is probably a, a rotational player at best, and Wingard has, has shown he's probably not a starter as well. So I think Jags makes a lot of sense. Um, for him to to slot in as their starting starting free yeah. safety. Other ones to look at: Chris Carson. I find this fascinating now that um, Kenyon Drake has gone to the Raiders. I know some people were very upset with that move yesterday. Um, people that were owners of Josh Jacobs or Kenyon Drake. This now creates a whole new vacuum of space because now I can see Chris Carson going to Arizona. Yeah, Arizona is one of the 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 ones that I penciled in uh, based on exactly what you just said. What's happened? I think uh, Seattle still mm. seems to be a real potential for him to go back there, and, and both parties seem to make want to make that happen. I think the the cap space for them is a, a, another one that's that, that's an issue. They've got next to nothing, um, and I, 
I don't know. The Patriots, for some reason, seem to be on my mind. I mean, I don't know if it's his best fit. I don't know if he'll be most happy, but we know how much they love their their committee. And obviously, they've lost Burkehead and White, and they could potentially bring Carson in as that uh, as that third third rotational option alongside um, Harris and Shell. Yeah, that's it, Michelle. But I think, yeah, I think now that um, I think Arizona's probably the the odds-on favorite for for me as well. Yeah, on that. I think it's between. Yeah, I think Even. it's between Arizona and and Seattle. Be interesting to see how that one goes. Hmm. Um, Eric Fisher and Daquan Jones. Any thoughts on them? Eric Fisher again is a guy. It's an interesting one because he's obviously coming off of an injury. But right tackle is one of those that are actually in in relatively high demand. Um, and there's a few teams. Raiders, another one rebuilding that line. They could, they could, they could potentially bring him in as their starting tackle. Um, and the Broncos and the Dolphins as well, I think, could could use an upgrade at right tackle um, and are potentially in the, in the in the market for him. But I've seen next to nothing on him yet so far. So it's a real another one of those interesting ones to to, to keep an eye out on. Yeah, and then lastly, in uh, Dominican Sue, uh, I still think he returns to Tampa. I think they get that deal done. Uh, I'm, Surprised if he goes anywhere else. I was about to say, I think we, we, we're literally just waiting for that announcement that he's uh, that he's that he's agreed to the deal now. To be honest, I I can't see anything else happening. Yeah, I think the Bucks is just about restructuring a bit more cap. They've done yeah. um, they've done Evans a little bit. They could still go back to Evans, who's volunteered to restructure. Uh, they could do Marpet. There's a couple of different options in terms of how they restructure to get him in the building. Uh, but as I said, they've just got to only add a couple more pieces and they're pretty much where they were uh, 12 months ago. So that concludes it. Uh, Ash, thanks for coming on and joining me. What have you got going on on the, the college side uh, at the moment? Give it give it some time to talk about what's going to be going on in the next sort of few weeks or so. Yeah, well, we're, we're obviously getting getting deep into the the draft season now we've um we've just recently done our seasonal reviews on the on the on the power five and we're now starting to get real deep into the tape and the draftees that will be coming up in the 2021 we've got a mock draft coming up very soon obviously post free agencies changed a lot um of of landing spots and and needs so it's yeah really exciting times i think the draft season is one of the 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 funnest times of the year not just for the nfl but but for college as well um, so that's our main focus for the next month and a half. And then and then from there, it's right back into the, the, the college seasons, the build up to the 2021 season. Exciting times. And uh, yeah, come and come and check us out if you've not already. It's uh, it's good fun. Me and Tom have a good laugh and and uh, try and give our. Yeah, no, you, you, you're killing it over there at the moment. You're doing some great work and it's just been a pleasure to, to listen and to watch from afar and to see it all start to come together and. I think it's going to be a great month for for you and look forward to seeing some of the guests you're going to have on and some of the things you talk about. You'll be doing some great season reviews as well at the moment. I know you dropped the ACC one. Um, so for those of you Jags fans that are looking for some Trevor Lawrence love or Notre Dame fans, it's a good one to to pick up and listen to. But I appreciate you coming on, bud, and I've enjoyed doing this with you. We, we need to do some more pods together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been big good fun. I've really enjoyed it um, just to, to get up to date with all the NFL goings on. So thank you very much for having oh, me. Mate, absolute pleasure. Um, Brush Nation, we're not sure if there's going to be a pod tonight. Uh, if there is, it will be because there's been some significant deals happen. Uh, if there's not, then it's purely because the, there hasn't been that much movement. I'd like to think we will get a pod in, but it really is just down to if we're just going to list a, a few guys, then... Um, 
uh, it will either be very short or we won't do one. Um, but if we get some big movement and we get one or two players go that are, are reasonable, worth talking about them, we'll make sure we cover that one. So um, up in the air, to be honest, on, on tonight's pod. Um, but then what we'll be doing is going back next week to our regular, regular schedule programming and the guests will be returning very shortly. I've been working on getting some great guests for April and May. So we're going to have some top premier guests as we're getting ready for rookie drafts and fantasy. But this is such an important week uh, to go through everything. So uh, Rushlish, I hope you've really enjoyed it. If you have really enjoyed the coverage this week, you know, we've covered off about 300 pieces of news this week and you just really appreciate what we do. We'd really love uh, a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. Um, if you've really, really loved it, um, please just drop a donation to our pinned tweet um, for our charity partner this year, Unique. Uh, we've we've gone over £700 of donations, which is fantastic. Um, but if you've just gone that these guys have worked really hard this week, it'd be great just to chuck them a couple of quid. Uh, absolutely do that. And we are still doing the signed giveaway jersey. So if you donate £2 and pick the Twitter handle, you can be in, still in the draw for the Ricky Williams signed jersey. So um, thanks very much, everyone, for tuning in this week. It's been an absolute blast. I've loved it. I hope you have too. Uh, but until even later on tonight or next week, Rush Nation, don't forget to keep rushing. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.